Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vanabunker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the guy with the cold. Oh, man. What the hell happened there? Oh. I was just telling you how I have... I'm Kenton Larson, by the way. And I was just telling you how I uh, have a... I'm, I think I have a little touch of a cold. And then you... Took the ball and ran with it. I need a drink. I, we couldn't get a coffee because the lineup was too bad at Tim's, and I'm like, I kind of could have used the coffee. That was like the worst opening ever. That was funny. I mean, seven years doing this podcast, and that's like the first time that's happened. I jinxed it by talking about having a sore throat. <laughs> and anyway. by the way, I'm here with the sore throat. I come to school. I do my work. Yeah. I diligently go from class to class. And then as I do that, I start getting emails going, I can't make it. I'm feeling a touch under the weather. That's how I read that. Oh, is that right? That's what the email sounds like when I read it in my head. <laughs> All right. And yet I'm here. I'm here. Here you are. That's right. That And I, you know my theory, right? You should never take a full sick day. If you're super sick, sick half day. That's true. I, I can only remember the only time. Like, I haven't taken sick days before. Mostly it's when my mm-hmm. kids are sick, to be honest. Yeah, like, that's I have to it. stay home with the kids. But um, I the only time I really missed extended. Remember I had pneumonia a couple years back? I missed, Ooh. like, a week of school because I had pneumonia. Oh, that's terrible. And I stayed home. And I couldn't come to work. I couldn't give it to everyone. I remember, actually, yeah. I, had to, I had to finish one assignment. I came in because there was one final assignment I had to do with the J majors. And I had to be here because it was a live news read. So I had to be here to operate and to, to, to uh, mark them live. And basically, they would come in here and they'd stand way far away at the door. I said, okay, go in there. And then they would, just, they would just do their thing, and that was it. They came in one at a time. They did their newscast, and that was it for the assignment. And then I went home. And that was the only time I came in that entire week <laughs> just to make sure that was done. See, I, so. can, I, I don't have children, so I can't take off work for that for those purposes. And, uh, mo- and it's true. There's always exceptions to the rule of, you know, take a sick half day. But generally, like – like yeah, if you have pneumonia, you can't come in. Right. And if you have uh, some ser- very serious uh, serious illness, same thing. But for the your general tickle in the throat and that kind of stuff, generally you'll feel the worst when you get up in the morning. Yes. And then by noon, it's kind of like, well, could you know, could you get through the rest of the day if you're at work? And I think most people would go, yeah, I think I could. It's just too much of a pain for us to miss, especially if we have to miss classes to oh. catch up. Like we'd get as few classes yeah. as possible anyway. So if we miss a class, that's a, like completely a whole thing wasted. We can't, we have to scrunch something else together, or cut something to make it up, and it's just not yeah. worth the trouble. Yeah, you actually pay for it worse later. Right. It's yeah. interesting, though, just to, while we're on this topic, I wonder if, because people call in sick, like if your workplace has a, a sick days, paid sick days, mm-hmm. right, people are more likely to call in sick. And a lot of workplaces prefer that because they don't want you to get everybody sick. Like a radio station is like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, in, in radio, uh, to get sick, to lose your voice is the worst thing ever. So everybody has their own individual mic socks and, and that kind of stuff. And if somebody's sick, they stay home and they really mm-hmm. they get better. So they don't give it to everybody. But here in school, we don't get paid sick days. Students call in sick because it doesn't cost them anything necessarily. They lose in the, out on the class they missed. Well, that's those are the days. But, I, that those are the days I create the tests out of. I go yes. back to those days and I go, "What were those days?" And then I may actually make a note. I carry a book around with me, but, and I go like, "Well, that's your deduction. Yeah, that that's it. That's what you missed, and that's what you lose out on." I wonder if we actually charge them for missing school. If that could. That would encourage. Yeah, we them should to charge come. them with right. assault. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you mean? Or you mean no? Charge them cash. Charge them money. Oh anyway, boy. Okay, let's get into the nerd news. Nerd news. Hey everyone, welcome to the Tonight Show. My name is Jimmy Fallon, and I'm standing outside the 6th Avenue entrance of 30 Rockefeller Plaza, where we shoot our show every single night. Now, tonight's show is going to be a little different. I'm very excited about this. I asked NBC if we could possibly do a whole show shot on a phone, and they said yes. And then Samsung heard about our idea and gave us a bunch of Galaxy S10 Plus phones to play with. So tonight, we'll be going all around the city, showing you some of my favorite stuff. And let's start off where it all began for me, the borough of Brooklyn, New York, where I was born. Let's go. Now, we're going to spend a lot of time today talking about Apple. We're going to talk about the Apple event. That's the thing that happened yesterday, and that's our main topic today. But I thought we'd give a little bit of time to their um, to their competitor, the main competitor, Samsung. And the news story this this week is that Samsung, yesterday's episode of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, March, March 25th. And it's funny, the timing of this. And it couldn't be like, okay, March 25th, during the day, Apple has their big event. Mm-hmm. In the evening, Samsung, uh, they announced that, uh, well, not they announced, but they actually did it. They shot an entire episode of The Tonight Show using a Samsung phone. That was it. So the whole oh, thing. Oh, God. Now, this is not, it's a misleading article because this is from uh, Engadget. This is NBC shot an entire episode of The Tonight Show with a Galaxy S10 Plus. 
problem is it's not a traditional Tonight Show episode, so it's not a studio show. It's uh, it's like a vlog-style thing where Jimmy takes you on his favorite places around New York, and the Roots play at a club, and he goes to the Comedy Cellar and talks to, um, what's his, Michael Che, and all. It, it, there's still interviews in it and music and stuff, but it's not a traditional episode, so it's a bit misleading. I wanted to see them shoot a real Tonight Show episode with the with the Samsung Galaxy. Phone. Sounds like an infomercial to it, me, well, too. That, that's part of it as well. It's especially with, you add Fallon to the mix, and you know what you're getting into. Yeah, so um, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It starts off with him like looking like a typical... Like a, a selfie cam vlog, like you know, with the black bars on the mm-hmm. sides, and then it, it it's not a great. I guess their front facing camera isn't great, and they switch off to the other camera, which is really good. And that's the whole point of this is to show them how good the camera is, which is fair. Most cell phone cameras, most new smartphones have excellent cameras, right? The oh, yeah. the, the the front facing one is really the really old good. ones aren't that bad either. Well, you know, for told. what we used to. I mean, think about what we used to have, right? So anyway, so that was an interesting uh, uh, tactic. Galaxy or Samsung still trying to stay relevant on Apple Day, as they frequently do. Right. You know, they often try to do something on these days to, to get some attention back from from Apple. How many times did uh, Fallon say Samsung? I don't know. I didn't show. count. I didn't count it. But uh, lots. Probably. Probably. Did you watch the whole thing? I did not watch the whole thing. No, it's all on YouTube, so you can go watch it. I was watching this interview. The interview with Michael Che is pretty cool. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's kind of neat. It's like a shot in a. And this actually might be more of a statement about where. Late night talk shows are going. We see Conan doing a shorter version of his show with just one guest. Yeah, it's just him sitting in a chair with another guest across from him. This is a similar thing. It's it's uh, Jimmy Fallon and Michael Chase sitting at a table having a beer at the Comedy Cellar, and so that's maybe that's what my talk shows are going to become because well. maybe we don't want to see the <laughs> the sidekick and the couch and the. All that other stuff. It's my old joke about Conan, which is if he keeps getting promoted, pretty soon he'll just have a Twitter account. That's right. Because they keep cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting until he basically just has what the rest of us have. Right. I think I think uh, it's to, to me also uh, it's kind of it is in a funny kind of way. It's self-defeating to, uh, for uh, Jimmy Fallon to show what you can do on a, on a mobile phone, because, of course, the thing that all the TV studios are now fighting with is uh the fact that we can all create our own content yeah and um people are more interested in taking their own selfies than in watching nbc programming for instance so it's kind of funny it's sort of funny that the product placement is for the thing that uh that's killing that that in in its own way yeah is killing them interesting yeah well part it's part of the the online media landscape right it's so it's kind of funny how that how uh, that placement came to be, but uh, you know they want to up if they want to upstage Apple, they're going to have to do more than for that. sure because Apple's got great cameras as well. That, there's nothing well, distinctive there. And w- well, also Apple, when we Google and uh, and Samsung, when we get to the Apple discussion, we'll talk about like I think Apple has some deep pockets, and we'll yes. we'll talk a little bit about about uh, we're ta- we're talking about small potatoes here with this Fallon stuff. Let's just um, say that. Well, let's move up. Let's let's up the size of the potatoes a little bit to the next story and talk about another Apple competitor, Google. Last week, Google announced their new streaming service for games called Stadia or Stadia. It's the it's the plural of stadium. <laughs> this is what Stadia 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 I don't know. Stadia. I don't know. Um, which nobody nobody knows that that's what that means. Um, they're going to be launching a new streaming service just for video games that will work on any TV with Chromecast, on computers running a Chrome browser, and on Google's Pixel devices. You don't download the games. You just play them over any Wi-Fi connection. Um, the Netflix product, so it's, it's, it is a subscription service, will include big-name titles expected to launch later this year with big-name titles like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and special YouTube features. I suspect that... We'll see games like um, they're starting to show this on Netflix a little bit, like choose your own adventure kind of games, kind of like the uh, Black Mirror episode, but also Minecraft Story Mode was on there, that kind of stuff where you can just choose mm-hmm. different choices. The uh, I think back to the Walking Dead game where you got to choose different uh, outcomes, that kind of thing, but also just regular games like they have a controller that they're selling with it as well that looks like a typical video game controller. So it's interesting that Google's jumping into the video game space as well. Everybody is. And, yep. you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, too, uh, when I saw this. And I thought, you know, it's got to be hard to get people to break the habit of where they already play video games. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 it can't be that easy to come up with something new and try and expect any big degree 
of uh, of the population to to embrace it. They, don't we all have the way we enjoy playing games now? I think so, but I think my video game habits have changed based on what's available to me and what the content is. We'll talk about this more when we get into the Apple discussion, but I don't play a ton of games on my phone anymore because most of them are really mm. annoying. And I don't like yeah. the pay to play. Me neither. Me neither. Like I, I used to love playing games on my phone, but so many of them now are so like just about like you know pushing that microtransactions, pushing mm-hmm. the uh, the um, you know um, freemium model that I just stopped. I just I have no idea what games are good and which ones aren't, and most of them I try are not good, so I just stopped trying. Uh, and maybe the maybe the Apple thing will change my mind on that. I don't know. We'll get to that in a second. But this Google thing, we'll see what the games are. It all depends yeah. on the games. It all depends on the quality of the content. See, I don't get addicted to a game on the phone the same way I get addicted to a game on a console. Okay. I just don't. I just don't. I don't. It's like, oh, it's a way to while away the time maybe. But when I, when I have my console game at home, I, I ch- sort of cherish the time that I can play. I have time when I do have time. When I can actually sit down and concentrate on a sort of like a high quality, high caliber style game, anything on a phone just looks little and and by definition, just what you said too, which is they they sure want your money, they sure want the microtransactions right. and all that. So it is, it's a frustrating experience. Even when they take an old game that I love, like Knights of the Old Republic. Um, that was still a lot more fun to play in a console because yeah. it is a long form video game. Most phone games are designed to be like, you know, you can turn it off in a second because you're playing while you're waiting in line or while you're waiting for the bus or while you're on the bus. And it's like a few minutes at a time, maybe 20, 30 minutes at a time, longest possible. Whereas like the console games are designed for you sitting in your couch, big screen yeah. TV, you've got your drink, you've got your snack or whatever, and you're playing like over the course of an evening or an, or a full day or multiple days that's what they're meant to do you're not doing that on a phone right right so assassin's creed i don't know if that's the right title to be launching with this thing i've never played any of those games i played one and it didn't go the distance for me I i didn't finish the game i didn't like um like it looks it's one of those games that looks super cool and then you start playing it and i just thought the um the what's it i always mix it up the user interface what's the ux and ui UX is user experience. Right. Okay. So the ex- the actual experience of the game isn't as good as what one would hope. That was my key takeaway. But that said, it's one of the most popular. It is franchise. I just I would, I personally would play Witcher forever. Okay. Instead of that game, there I just think it's a better game. But um, uh, I I just do I for whatever reason I just think I mean I don't know uh, I just think the way we play our video games is really entrenched. Uh, this Google thing I looked at and I thought, you know, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't uh, it doesn't make us make your mind blown and completely change the way you think of video games. And I think these days in order to get the market share, any degree of market share, I think that's what you need to do. Like when, remember when we came out and, yeah. it was, and it was just like change the equation like, OK, there's this kind of console for this kind of game. There's this kind of console for this kind of game. And you get the one based on the kind of experience. And some people bought had more than one console because I think you did, didn't you? You had a didn't you have an Xbox and a Wii? We had a Wii U. We had a Wii. We bought well. We had a Wii as well. But we bought. I bought into the Wii U way too early before we all realized how horrible it was. And Uh, it's funny how Nintendo missed the mark on that one. They took the Wii. The Wii was a huge success. The Wii U was not. Most people hated it because it was just basically a souped up Wii with a touchscreen that didn't work very well. And now they've done it again with the Switch, where people love the Switch. They love the idea behind it, and they've recaptured that with the Switch. So yeah, Nintendo is doing well now, but they missed the mark with the Wii U quite a bit. So once again, you enter the video game world, and you're competing with these big entrenched brand names that have already sort of laid it all out and uh i just don't see this google going very far okay base just base there's nothing there to really i think amp us all up final nerd news story this isn't something that uh, i don't think we're going to be thrilled about but the time the runtime has been confirmed for avengers endgame which is coming out next month end of I think it's April 25th. It's my birthday weekend. It's coming out. And Ooh. do you want to guess how long it is or do you know how long it is? I saw it. Okay. I saw the news item. So it is uh, more than three hours long here. 182 <laughs> minutes. So three hours and two minutes of, of superhero awesomeness, which officially makes it the longest running Marvel movie ever made. And if the Russo brothers have their say, all of their movies will be that long. Um, but yeah. Well, two and a half hours of that is Thanos monologues. So... I don't know. That'll yeah, I mean, even even like as much as uh, I, you know, I did enjoy uh, Infinity War. It does drag during the monos, the oh. Thanos monologues. I don't know that it needs to be that long, but yeah, that's too long. 
too long. That's it. <laughs> it's too long. I mean, okay, it's a, already a two-part movie. So what let's, is, let's let's just be let's, honest. Let's name – yeah, well, exactly, right? So what we're talking about here is one movie that's two and a half hours long, then the other one's three hours long, which is essentially – we could have done this in a trilogy. We could have done the final, right. the final chapter of the Avengers trilogy, which is what this is, is in itself a trilogy. So come on, guys. Like, really – like, and, and – and as it was, that first part, the thing I didn't like about it was it did seem like a long trailer for something that just didn't materialize. Yeah. And not just that, the uh, cliffhanger I thought was also um, false and misleading under the <laughs> under the Competition Bureau's guidelines of the government of Canada. I think we I all thought, got that, yeah. Because, you know, the first wave of people saw it and were like, it's going to blow you away. You won't believe the ending. It's crazy. Everything's changed. And then when I saw it, I was like, "Nothing's changed." It's uh, you can see you can see where this is going. Exactly. And in fact, the film even sets up where it's going. Yes, exactly. So uh, I don't know that we need to, th- you know, we need to bowl down those uh, those bowling pins in three hours, like because that's <laughs> I think we could probably knock them down faster. Speaking of we, we bowling. We. Remember that awesome game, we bowling. I love. I re- by the way, I, uh, very few people know know this, but I retired from Wii boxing with a perfect record. Oh, look for you! Look I, at you. I only played it a few times. I won every time, and then I, I, I and then I vowed to never play again. And I put them down, so quit. I'm like I, I'm still champion. Quit while you're ahead. That's right, exactly. Sure. I'm gonna knock you out. Mama said, knock you out. I'm gonna knock you out. Mama said, knock, knock, knock you out. I'm gonna knock you out. Mama said, knock you out. I'm gonna knock you out. Mama said, knock, knock, knock you out. All right, let's get into the main topic here. We're gonna talk about the Apple uh, event yesterday. A uh, bit of a different event. I think that was three hours. <laughs> no, it was no, only it two. It was a little bit less. It was, yeah, it was two something. A little under it? two. Um, and what I liked about it, I liked, first of all, let's start with the opening. Like, opening was pretty cool. It was like kind of this movie, like a 70s style movie title sequence that yeah. kind of mentions all their products and everything, which was really neat. I liked that idea. And a throwback to the 70s, which is when Apple was born. So all that was great. Um, but it was a focused on, it was not focused on hardware or software necessarily. It was focused on what they called services, Apple services. Mm-hmm. So this is something that's been a little bit different. For example, um, they went through a bunch of the different services they offer. They put maps in there for some reason. They're still touting the Maps app, which I still don't use yeah. uh, because Google Maps is better. They still have to catch up to Google Maps. Still, that's right. Still not there yet. Um, what other services did they talk about that aren't the ones they highlighted? can't remember now. Oh. Neither can I. Okay, so um, so but but these are like specific things that Apple, Apple Music, I guess, would be one of them—a subscription service. Sure. iTunes would be a service. Things that provide a, a service for you, they do something for you, as opposed to just the software and the functionality of iOS and that kind of stuff. Although I even thought uh, there's a fine line between hardware and software. For like sure. it's almost like maybe they should have called it hardware versus software. I don't know. Well, the, the, and the thing is, Apple has always been about or selling. Content. Yeah, content. content is good. Yeah, um, they've always been about selling their hardware through the software. Like the software right. has always been something that was included, and you buy their hardware because their software is so good, right? Mm-hmm. Like iOS or even um, OS X for Mac is really good software. So that's why one of the reasons why you buy a Mac is because you like that operating system. So for this one, they will go through the different things they talked about and just kind of give our opinions on them, react to them. And uh, we'll start with the Apple News. Apple News Plus, I guess, is what it's called. Yeah, there, um, there it is on my phone as of today. And it's uh, so updated and you know, to put it on your phone. Yeah. So is this, does this mean that is this the first Apple? Because it wasn't available in Canada when they launched it. Does that mean that this is now available in Canada? You could, it, is, it is absolutely available in Canada now. But I it have, wasn't before. Well, well, if you went into settings and changed Canada to U.S., right. up it popped. Yes. And you would get... Um, U.S. stuff. Well, some of the stuff wouldn't pertain, uh, or you couldn't actually access. Like there was, there was a few problems like that. But overall, it looks much like the all Canadian one looks now. Right, and this is just another example of um, Apple doing what people have already done before it. So the addition now, now in addition to us getting Apple News for the first time, this has been Apple News has been something that's been available for a few years in the States, which is just basically a news aggregator. So it's like Flipboard or, or Zite or whatever, where you mm-hmm. can get, you can customize it, you can get news about what you want to get, which is great. Um, they were trying to do it in a way that would still provide 
clicks and views to this to the core um like you would still i don't know how can you look up the winnipeg free press on that thing i don't know let me see, see. if you can find that i want to see if it if it lets you pass the paywall or not um because the their their stance on it a few years ago when they announced it was like we're helping newspapers we're helping uh local newspapers do better because people are not looking at newspapers anymore they're looking on their phones uh this actually just says uh there is no search it says top stories chosen by apple news editors okay and then as you flip down i see some cbc i see some globe and mail some tsn billboard ctv business insider I see no Winnipeg Free Press. I got it um, because I'm a part of the Chorus Entertainment family. I got an email today from head office saying that Global News is a part of this, so you can you should be able to see stuff from Global News in there. So I think it's something that you, uh, the news organization has to opt into. It's not just going to aggregate everything. That's right. I which believe is that's maybe, right. Maybe maybe could be an issue. So you're not going to see every single story, or maybe it's a good thing that they're curating quality sources instead of just putting everything out there i thought it was pretty weird to see apple talking about like we use humans to uh to, to do <laughs> well, the no, news they do, they do that with music too they have yeah. they have like people who choose their music playlists right. right we we use humans which is funny for a tech company to say but also i saw somebody online saying it also points out like what's wrong with a lot of the news which is it is only an algorithm right and that's they're, yeah. they're trying to fight against that right there right. were a few shots to facebook about privacy yeah. and, and that kind of stuff during this presentation so but, um yeah there was but they but they also said that they're giving um what do they call it they're they're giving more play to uh, news organizations with good reputation right that's right as opposed to trashy whatever. yeah but yeah. also it's not about so we should see less clickbait on there Right, it's not about the clickbait; it's about the quality of the article. So hopefully that does play through. Now the other part of this was the Apple News Plus feature, mm -hmm. which is the paid side of it, and that's again doing something that's already been done, but that's accumulating magazine subscriptions all in one place. You can read content from various magazines through your Apple News app. Now, do you subscribe to a magazine subscription service? You love magazines like real magazines. Yeah, but uh, you mean an online one? Yeah, I I've never done Texture. I think it's called. Yeah, or um. There's a couple ones. That you can um, do. I I have purchased individual issues on Zinio. Let me think. Is there anything apart from that? I don't believe. I oh, for a while I had a Wired subscription through the iPad and Fast Company on the iPad, but both of those I decided they're in plentiful supply here in Winnipeg, so it's not like I needed them delivered that way. Yeah. If there's something that I want to buy, there might be. I just can't think of it right now, but I don't think so. So Apple's selling feature on this is that uh, you can pay, and they had the, it's funny, they had this image of like a newsstand, and Tip Cook is walking in front of this newsstand. It's like, those don't exist anymore. The newsstand does them. not, exactly, does not exist anymore. Yeah, thanks but, to them, we killed it. But um, talking about how, you know, people will love to consume this magazine because they don't want to pay for all these magazines. So it's like a $10 a month subscription fee, $10 mm -hmm. US a month. And then you get access to all these magazines under for one one flat rate, right? Same as Apple Music. It's the same idea. Netflix for magazines. Exactly. I don't know that this is going to work. I don't think it's worked in the past for most most places. Maybe it doesn't matter for Apple because they have deep pockets. Well, the iPad was going to save. Remember right. the iPad yes, was going to save that. everybody. Yes, that didn't happen. That was actually at their uh, at their presentations back in the day. Is that that's what they claimed, and that never panned out. No. So I don't know what the answer to this is. I, I think that uh, I mean I'm not a huge magazine fan. I've never been a, a big magazine reader. Um, but it's it's a you know it's an idea that's already been done. So I mean, Apple will probably take it and make it better is what they usually do, or make it better yeah. for app for iPhone users anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. all they really care about is iPhone users. I, I I like the idea behind it, but I I think you're right. I think um, it's too late. I don't think they're gonna get a lot of play on this. Right, uh, the, the Apple News app itself might be fine. The free version yeah. of it that you can use to aggregate news from, and it does various, look fine. Actually. Yeah, I'm going to use it. I think that it'll be um, it'll be better than so, it'll probably be, be better than Flipboard. I think. Well, I have a New York Times subscription, so here's my question: a digital subscription, right? So, uh, and there's New York Times stories here. Um, does that mean I can read them, or does that how does that work? Here, let me click through on the app. That. You mean? Well, it, it doesn't tell you because when I click on Apple, when I click on New York Times stories through Flipboard, it gives me the old, you have this many articles left kind of thing, well, which you wouldn't get because you have a subscription. Well, here's the New York Times and Apple News, and it appears the article appears in its entirety, so yeah. I'm not sure. But I have well, a does it say at the bottom that you have, like, it won't say it because you have a subscription. It probably reads that data on your phone. You think so? I think so. It's pretty easy to do that. I say not knowing anything about how that works. I'm not seeing... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm gonna have to. Um, this is a, like the first hour I've had. Yeah, essentially, no, no. so I'm not sure. But um, uh, I'll 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 be checking to see. Let's, but let's I, come like, back to it after a few weeks and see be, how it works. And the Globe and Mail is on here too. I have a newspaper subscription to the Globe and Mail. Um, and uh, trying to figure out how to log in online with your newspaper subscription is like the th- the how many circles of hell are there? It's in one of those nine. Okay, oh nine? nine circles of hell, maybe seventh. <laughs> but it, but it's very hard to figure out how how to convert that uh, that thing. And by the way, and then when you do figure it out, the next day it's back to you not knowing oh, how to do it, it again. Forgets yes. It. Oh, it's awful. So it's, yeah, it's just a nightmare. It's so bad. So I'll I'll be clicking. I finally, by the way, I've been lo- searching for the app for Global News, and there it is. I finally found okay. it. And it's a uh, Canadian doctor uses century-old therapy to save husband from superbug. It sounds like it's a uh, clickbait, but it it's, not. No, be. that's a legit story. I heard on I heard it on a CGOB this morning. It's although they, to be fair, that broke yesterday. I don't know why they're repurposing it today, but uh, mm-hmm. global global news uh, is. I think their content's good, but they're advertising. I don't know how it's going to come through on that thing, but on their website, the advertising is awful. It's like this horrible uh, window that stays – it sticks in the corner. They think it's oh. a beautiful thing. It's like an ad that sticks in the corner and plays no matter where you go on the page. So it just it, – they still count that oh. as an impression even though you're ignoring it. Yeah, they think it's beautiful is exactly oh. right. But you know what? I am – this is starting to really – piss me off particularly on my laptop at home which is an older laptop like yeah it's even it like, just it clogs oh. it up and it makes it so slow yes but even having like my, i have a laptop that doesn't like to boot up very much because it's getting kind of old and so just to get it running is like a major accomplishment and then when those ads there's some like um i'm trying to think of one that i clicked on the other day but there's some where the ad, where the level of pop-up boxes is so out of control on within the website itself that basically you spend the whole first 10 minutes just like click shut it shut one down do a little work shut the next one down well, that's do why you, that's why you need an ad blocker that's why people use an ad blocker on right. the browser just to avoid that crap but the whole thing's self-defeating right exactly because if you block ads then the websites aren't making any money right if you if the websites think they, they can make money then they just fill it with clutter and it just becomes this never-ending cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point in running an ad that's not useful and that nobody wants? Like, it's pointless. To make the client feel better. Right. That's right. But <laughs> but that only goes I think so far. About, I think about 50% of advertising is just to make the client feel good about themselves. Right. So I think that's what that's, that's To make sure the client sees the ad and then feels good about the purchase. Yes, that's yeah, right. That's terrible. Exactly. That's why you put them in it. It's the same thing. <laughs> exactly. You put them in it, they see it, and they feel self-satisfied. Yeah. And they decide they want more of the thing that makes them feel so good. That's right. That's exactly. It's like this total yeah. advertising sales strategy. Okay. Uh, next thing they talked about was the Apple Card. Oh, boy. Uh, they're launching a MasterCard credit card. Uh, it'll integrate into the Apple Pay app, which is, I guess, to be fair, a really good service. This is another service they're talking about. Apple Pay, a lot of people use it to pay for stuff. Uh, I think it's interesting that they showed 99% adaptation rate in Australia for businesses, 90 something, 90% in Canada, not very well. Uh, I think 70% in the U.S., which is... They're US, still writing checks in the U.S. U.S. has always been behind on this stuff. I don't know why that is, but debit. the U.S. is yeah. not... Yeah, remember when yeah when debit, debit came out in the 90s? The U.S. was so behind on that. They did not yeah. adapt, debt, adopt, adapt, whatever, uh, debit for years and years after we had it here. You still go to buy groceries in the U.S., and there's the grandma with the checks. Yes, yes, like, for like, sure. And that's something that I don't think I ever saw in Canada, the, was somebody and, writing a check for groceries. And that is why... Now, we'll talk about the credit card in a second. The actual, like, that's, you know, it's basically you apply for a credit card, and, you know, obviously you have to have a good credit rating, get approved for it, and, you know, they talk about the benefits. Like, you get approved instantly. You can use it instantly. Well, that's that's a nice change, right? There's yeah. Everything they talked about, all the crappy stuff about having a credit card, it looks like they're addressing it, right? No fees, mm-hmm. um, lower interest, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can use it right away. You can use it on anything. You know, it's all very well and good. Um, I, I really enjoyed the awkward silence when they announced that Goldman Sachs was the bank behind it. <laughs> Holy crap, you could hear a pin drop in that theater. Everyone's yeah. like, really? This is the bank you're going with for this. It's the like the brand that's forever going to be associated with the crash of 2008, even though there are many banks involved in that. Goldman Sachs is one of those ones that stood out. Well, here's something. Uh, here's a key takeaway for you, and that is uh, there's a book. I can't think of the name of the book that celebrates Goldman Sachs for having an incredible um, employee and human resources uh, effort. That that the whole book's about like that's what that's the Goldman Sachs difference is that right. 
So that so we can give them props for that. If, well, if nothing else, sure. And then they say this is their first foray into the you know regular consumer market is because they've been involved with businesses this whole time, and so all that is funny. Um, but uh, the then they come up with this this actual card. So I'm confused. Okay. Let's stop right there. Okay. I thought the reason why you want this thing is so that you don't need a credit card. So it, you have the credit card is your phone. Right. So but the, why be, is there a credit fair, card? To be fair, that's the case with every credit card. You can put any of your credit cards on the Apple Pay app and right. use it, tap it anywhere. This credit card is for places that don't have tap. So you then so you can use both. Yes. Okay, because this credit card does not have and it, by the way, okay, let me ask you this. Do you think they're poking fun at themselves with that little video they made about the card? What part? The part Which where part? they show like the laser etched titanium, blah blah blah, and the, all those kind of shots of the of the when they show the. Did you see the video? Yeah, I didn't think they uh, were. I, I thought, thought, they, I thought were... they were trying to make fun of themselves. A really? Bit. Well, it's just a freaking card. There's no number on the card either. No, there's no nothing. It's got well, it's got a magnetic strip on it, so you can swipe it like you would normally <laughs> swipe a credit card. That's what that is. Uh, I know. I think they actually like that titanium magnetic strip with the. <laughs> I could have sworn they were making fun of themselves. I was like, "This has got to be." That wasn't Johnny Ive, was no, it? No, it wasn't Johnny Ive. But I, I think that I'm like this is hilarious because they're like showing the the. It's a card. Like, what else can there be? But there is no. Um, I read an article that said there are no. There's no tap or contactless purchase chip in it. Because um, you would use your phone for that. If you had the opportunity to tap, you would use your phone to tap. It's for the places that don't have tap. So basically any restaurant in Canada because you can't put a tip option in. <laughs> Actually, you can now. That's a new thing that they've just developed. But it used to be every restaurant doesn't have the tap because it skips. It used to bypass the tip option <laughs> on the debit. And now I've, I've actually been to a few places that have that where you can still enter the tip and then you tap. So that's now an option. I still like leaving cash in a restaurant. For a tip? You know why? Because then you could get the hell out. That's you true. You just shove it yep. into the thing. You hand it like off. Like, really? Because every time, it's like, can I take your bill? Yes. Yeah. And then they yeah, bring you your oh. bill. And you're like, oh, I'm going to pay with debit. Yeah. Okay, one second. They have to go and they get the machine. Yeah. Like, they should just have the machine with them all I'll the time. I'll go get the machine, and then some other dude is paying on the machine. That's what always happens. Right. And they make the, they go takes, around all yes. the different tables with the machine, and it takes like another 10 minutes it before you get out. It takes forever yep. to get out of there. It drives me crazy. <laughs> Apple needs to solve that problem. There you go. Come on, Apple. Get on Apple. Okay, cash. so here's what was missing from that part of the presentation. What are the interest rates? Yeah, they didn't say. Yeah, exactly. Well, they said they would be low. Well, <laughs> compared to what? I don't know. Compared to the normal. Compared to the nine thousand percent that every other well, they credit said card be low. Just... They had they had some compelling rewards. How much you get Apple Cash back? How much line of credit does one? Oh, get? I'm sure it has to be good. They're not going to give a credit card. What to just is anybody. the process by which you're approved? What do they do? Do they call your employer? They do a credit check like any other credit company would do. So they just look at your credit report. I would think so. They said it's easy, fast, and easy to do it. So if you apply, you can apply through your phone and get approved and start using it right away. So that's got to be like a straight-up credit check. It just seemed odd to me that you're giving – because essentially this is a, the first foray into credits, to credit uh, credit cards and loans and interest rates. Like – to be, no, they've, well, they've had their kind of payment plan option for iPhones for a few years where you can like just pay a monthly, yeah. monthly thing and just upgrade your iPhone every time a new different. one comes out. That's different. That's like a, that's like a layaway kind of own, thing. Yeah. yeah, right to own. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As, which but, is also sketchy. Yeah, but this is this is different. This is we're in the loans business. And yeah. That's why they need a bank, I think. I guess. Although they have deep enough pockets. They could have just done it themselves. I think associating with Goldman Sachs is a mistake. I think just do it through MasterCard if you're going to. They said they partnered with MasterCard already. Why do they need Goldman Sachs? I don't, I, is it legal to market a credit card and not say what the rate is that you pay back? I don't know. It was just an announcement. They haven't marketed anything yet. No, I know. But if you if you say that the or, or initial presentation is a marketing presentation, which it looked like to me, yeah. I'm just surprised that they Maybe it's in the fine it. print somewhere. We have to go back and look. I don't oh. know. They'll, 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 I'm sure they'll reveal that. That eventually. to me was the big question. Like, yeah. what, like, what happens if you, whatever, you use it or you forget about it, and there, there it is. There's the interest gathering. Well, like, how much are we talking about? They say they're not going to focus on the minimum payments. All the stuff that you hate about your credit card bill, they're they're not doing. So, fair enough. And boy, you really don't want to give your kid access to your phone anymore. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh my god, I, I, learned, I the, learned that the hard way, and I didn't have. I had a regular no. credit card hooked up to my phone. Uh, but yeah, it's like they're trying to make this as easy as possible. But they also want oh every single God. person to have. They want your kids to have their own individual phones. Uh, right. You know, they want everyone to have an Apple uh, device. Well, so. I, I think uh, when I saw it, that's all I could imagine. Was like, <laughs> they, like now the kid is going to steal your phone and has yeah. everything. Has absolutely everything. Speaking of pricing, the next thing they announced in the event was the Apple Arcade. 
which was about the video games. So let's get back into the video games yeah. thing. Um, so this is essentially, again, another subscription service where you subscribe and get access to more than 100 games with more to come. And these are apparently high-end, well, well-made games with no freemium options. It's just a straight-up like game that you play on your phone. Seems okay. Depends I mean, on, I just de- depends on the games, right? Yeah, and I just didn't. Th- I thought that was probably the longest and most boring part of the whole presentation. Right. Yeah, because a game is a game is a game is a game, and they didn't show us anything that was. They didn't show us any gameplay from anything. They no. showed us like like uh, trailers for the games, and some of them look yeah. great. Um, but I I wonder again. The biggest question they didn't answer is how much is it going to cost? Why can't they answer that now? That would be good to know. And it would also be good, and it was a little confusing too. Like, are are these also games you can play on Apple no, TV? No, no. Oh, so oh, they yeah, made that yeah, clear. Sorry, sorry, Apple TV. It is available on Apple TV. These are not games you can buy in the App Store without this subscription service. These are games exclusive to this subscription service. And the so, subscription is for phone and TV. Phone, and TV, iPad, and iPad. Everything. Or? Yeah, everything. Even okay. your even your MacBook. So wherever you have an Apple screen. You can in, play the game. In, in theory, the game is available. And to you can, you can. The cool thing is that you can continue it. So you can play it on your phone on the way home, and then you can put it down and go on your Apple oh, TV and right. play it on your Apple TV. Right. So again, very simple. Like I assume they're using that newer Apple TV remote, where you can kind of use it like a controller. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's not great. And I think you can buy. Actually, one on the Apple website, you can actually buy a controller for your Apple TV now. Mm-hmm. So you might want to buy a controller for your Apple TV. I don't know if that's worth it or not. Again, same thing. Same thing with the Google thing. It depends on your. TV. It depends on your on the game, and and that's really what it is. So yeah. I like the only thing I like about it is that it, it again it's trying to get away from this freemium thing, which I hate. Yeah. And this is not a new idea. Xbox has this. PlayStation has this. I think for Xbox is pretty much a lot of older games that don't sell anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a ton of new stuff on there. So this looks like and and the Google one was like Assassin's Creed and existing games ported over, whereas these are all individually made specific for this. Thinks you cannot get these games anywhere else, right? Which is a bit of exclusivity there as well. Yeah. So if they have a free trial, I'll try it. I'm sure they'll have a free trial. Yeah. So I'll give it a try and see what I like. But I'm worried about how much it's going to cost. Like, why wouldn't they just tell us? It's going to well, be fifty bucks a month or something. This no. was a common theme in yesterday's presentation. Well, they told us the news thing is the Megasim subscription is ten bucks a month. So they told us that. Yeah. But they didn't tell us how much anything else cost throughout the no, presentation. No, no. Like the Apple TV service, they did not tell and us. And normally Apple is very uh, good about that. Usually like, that's one of the best yeah. things about it. It's like, oh, yeah, here it is. It's in the very it's not Here's very when it's available. Here's how much it costs. Yeah. And usually it's specific. Exactly. All right, next thing was the Apple TV app. Now, this is uh, there are two different aspects to the Apple TV announcement. So the first one is the app, which has been out, again, for a few years. It's been on the newer Apple TVs, which you have, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So have you used this Apple TV app? Yeah, I have. So you uh, use it on your phone but, as well? Uh, no, I don't use it on my phone. Okay. And I don't find it very useful, truth be told. And I'll tell you why I don't find it useful. It's only useful if you have trouble keeping track of what you are watching. Okay. If you, so if you're if you if you dip in, and this was a common theme in yesterday's presentation. I started watching Game of Thrones here, and then I went over here, and I started doing this, and then I went over there and did that, and now when I click on the app, I can choose which ones to fin- keep finish watching and that kind of stuff. And okay, yeah, if that's how you consume your media, then this app will help you keep track of it. But I finish a movie when I watch it, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's almost never wow. do I need to go back in. I, 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 I know what I've got on the go. I don't need like an app to track it for me. So it's been sitting there and I look at first, I was like, what is this? And I looked at it, but I've never used it. It's never been that handy. I thought, uh, it's never been something that really improved my life in any way or that, um, um, that, that I've really thought I need to help manage the stuff it is I already know. And, and, and by the way, this is like, once again, we always have the argument about algorithm versus um, do-it-yourself. Yeah. Like the algorithm tells me what to read. It's like, well, or you can just go and figure out yourself what to read, you know, like you can do the research yourself. And so that's sort of what the TV app is. It's like I prefer to just do the research myself, just program it myself. Now there's a what's interesting to me, and I noticed it during the presentation. I had to go back and check, double, double check, is that Netflix is not a partner in this endeavor. So, right. what, so just That's to be not. clear, what they're doing now with the, with the Apple TV app is they want it to be a central point at which you can watch all of your st- shows, regardless of whether or not they come from Prime or from Hulu. Like they use Prime, they use Hulu as examples. 
I don't think they used uh, – oh, CBS All Access was another one. Um, I, I actually looked at the list, and there's not a ton of big names. Those are pretty much it. All the other uh, are little kind of niche streaming services like Shudder, which is like a horror movie streaming service. So most of them are really small kind of niche services. None of the Netflix is not on that list. Right. So the biggest name in the game is not on the list. And then that makes you wonder about the relationship between Apple and Netflix. Like right. if they have Amazon on there, Amazon is also a competitor to Apple. So you'd think that they would, if they can work that out, they should be able to work something out with Netflix. Like I'm sure... I can see how Netflix and Disney will have a bad relationship going forward because yeah. of what Disney's doing, but it shouldn't be the same for Apple. So it's interesting that they're kind of pushing back and they're not including it. So basically what it, the app does is lets you watch it right there. You don't have to switch out. Like I think what it does now is that you can search for whatever you want and it searches across all the platforms, correct? So if you want to find, okay, I can't remember where um, uh, Handmaid's Tale is. I don't remember what streaming service that's on. You would just search Handmaid's Tale and it pops up. But if you did that and you clicked on it, it would take you into Hulu. It would switch you into the Hulu app, whereas now it would just keep you in the Apple TV app. You can watch Handmaid's Tale on the Apple TV right. app instead of switching out. It doesn't. That's do really what it does. So look, on mine, uh, so I have it on my phone, and there's an episode of The Good Place, which I bought and have already watched. And so here <laughs> it is, and it says uh, uh, it was one episode that I missed on TV, so I bought this single episode. And it says, up next is this. No, it's not because I watched it already. Then you go to the next one, and this is clearly something I clicked on by mistake. <laughs> and it's Moto 8, the movie. Like, ooh, okay. That looks or, good. or somebody came for a visit, some young person who right. was watching Moto 8, the movie, and watched, looks like about one minute of it. Okay. And that's about <laughs> as long as I'd watch it for, too. And so there it is. That's up next. Continue watching. And then what the hell is this? Then Red Bull Films with McCall Meats. Uh, I don't know what this is. See, Red is. Bull Films is one of those things that you know is just like it's all about <laughs> selling Red Bulls. Right. So I don't want, and that's a chat. That's a legit channel, and it's on. It's an app on Apple TV, so it's very heavily sponsored. And you don't watch that stuff. It's a lot of like extreme sports. Right. I've actually, I actually have watched it. The only thing I watched was that thing where the guy jumped from like orbit and did the did the free fall, the longest free fall. Yeah, that was neat. That was cool. Um, <laughs> that, that, then it just tells me what to watch, and it thinks I want to watch the Meg. Oh, I wouldn't mind watching the Meg. So anyway, that that's what this is. And I couldn't help but also think when they were going through it, like, we tell you what to watch. It's like, do we need help with that these days? Well, Don't we have just a plethora of things to watch? Well, we have, the problem is we have too many things to watch. And then we always talk about the, the Netflix, like, Ugh, what are, and you're just scrolling for yeah. hours and hours. You're looking for, so this is supposed to help with that. But, so you, it, basically it's asking you to trust the algorithm, which I don't, by the way. No. I don't, and I don't know that I ever will. So they need to have people on this as well. If they're going to have people curating um, news for them, they should mm -hmm. have people curating movies, right? So that's got to be a actual person. Then maybe they can build a, the trust with us. But yeah. right now it's not, it's not working that way. No, exactly. So I, I don't. Again, I don't know if this is a great thing or not. It's just an interesting take. And 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 cable. If I were if I were a cable provider, I would be worried because they are also partnering with existing like networks like CBS and NBC and li live sports. You'll be able to get live sports on this as well from certain apps. And basically, it's just sidestepping the cable companies. That's, you're you're not going to need a cable subscription for much longer. That's with this the key takeaway. Yeah, that's that's really what this is about. Then, wow, then the next part of the presentation was the big finale. It was um, pretty big, I have to say. It was pretty fun. It was so big that Captain America himself had to sit down and shut up in the audience. Yeah. I, That's well, how big it I was. was funny. It's funny because they kept cutting to – in, they kept cutting the celebrities in the audience. I'm like, yeah. why are all these people? Why is Jesse from Breaking Bad here? Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. And, and why so, is Jesse Smollett there? And why are there two strangers following him into the theater? Oh, there is lots. Of <laughs> There's lots of celebrities. Hashtag topical. Well, what's Robert Mueller doing here? <laughs> the report must be finished. There's anyway, so <laughs> the next stage was the Apple TV Plus, which is, of course, the streaming service that they're launching in the fall. Um, now, this is the paid service. So Apple TV app is free. All you do is you basically plug in your logins for all your services that you use and you put it all there. Fine. Apple TV Plus is a separate service. They, again, did not tell us how much it was going to cost. It does not look like they have a ton of content to start with, and there's not going to be any other content on there other than their original programming. So it's not yeah. like Netflix where you see existing movies and TV shows that are made somewhere else that come to Netflix. This is just going to be Apple Plus content. 
Yeah, and it's uh, you're right that, but the star power was big star power. Big star power. And uh, it was like, <laughs> I was imagining uh, Steven Spielberg backstage with J.J. Abrams, and I was wondering, uh, do you think uh, uh, Spielberg asked Abrams to get him some coffee? <laughs> like, do you think there's a little bit of that that happens? Well, yeah. You, uh, you there, boy. <laughs> bring, me, bring me a goose. Bring me the largest goose at the corner store. <laughs> Or uh, so, or so, uh, and then Oprah's there, and that uh, was the big reveal. It was funny because the lights would go down, yeah. and everyone's like, well, "Who's, who's going to be next? Who's going to be next?" Oh, the, and then it's they blew it by showing her from the back, and the pre like they show had a preview, um, well, but then the, ended when it was, was pretty. Like at first when they it showed could that preview, only be Oprah's. Yeah, when they showed it, but yeah. they, they showed like this text of like someone who yeah. connected the world. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what is this? Like, I thought yeah. it was a social media platform. I didn't know what they're talking about. And then as soon as, as soon as they showed the back of her, you can tell that's Oprah. And then she comes out and yeah, they've got Oprah behind them. So they're going to like do really well. Like Oprah, um, it's, it's no secret that her content, while she's extremely popular, her content yeah. has not done well as of late. The O network is not a success. I would say, I don't know. Who any... knows? I mean, you'd have to see a balance sheet to know. Well, but, I know, I mean, but it, this, it's not like in this fragmented media we world. Really, I think people really miss her regular TV show that she had right. that was on TV, normal TV, and and we don't have that. We have to subscribe to, and we occasionally, if you have the own network, occasionally you'll get an Oprah special in which she talks to somebody. But that's like few and far between. Mm -hmm. Although she's on sixty minutes now as well. Is she? Right? Uh, isn't she still doing that? I yeah, you got me. I haven't six watched minutes, that in six, a long okay. time. I haven't minutes. watched it since Morley Safer was there. <laughs> Back in 1976 or But, like. so she is doing, for example, documentaries that she talked about. Uh, she also talked about her yeah. book club, which is a super popular thing. She's going to do live streaming interviews with the authors, which is really cool. I yeah. like that idea. Uh, some of the other shows they talked about. Uh, Spielberg talked about Amazing Stories, mm -hmm. which was a great show in the 80s. Remember that show? Oh, yeah. It was I awesome. It. I, I love it. I think I watched all of those. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, so they're bringing back Amazing Stories, which is a great idea. I made a joke about how... Uh, any movies made on Apple TV Plus are those going to be eligible for an Oscar? There, uh, yeah. What, but I mean, well, it did appear, uh, and Hollywood Reporter has an article too, saying it looked like they are gearing all systems go to win win awards for sure. And, but right now, yeah. there, it's all series. There's no right. standalone films planned for this, as, as far as we know. Right, and it looks. I mean, they although they said that Taika Waititi is going to remake Time Bandits, but as a series, maybe or as I, a as a I don't know. Anyway. That, well, that, that there's a lot of. I mean, it all went by pretty fast yeah. too. But and it was the star power was absolute was definitely amazing. Yeah, I was amazed by that. I wasn't expecting all of that. Um, but they it was light on the content itself, and it was light on like what the content itself would look like. Even Aquaman came out, and uh, <laughs> talked who else about, is there? Talked about a TV show in which nobody can see. Right. But how are we seeing them? <laughs> Right. Like, is it going to be a black screen? I didn't know what he was talking about for a second. No, there. It was, there was but it's not, obviously. But it's it's hilarious. Like, the, that was not coming across very well. And he's a monster, oh, by he's the hilarious. way. He's, he's hilarious. He's 90 so. feet tall. Sure. And uh, and then some of the friends were there. Uh, one well, of the Rachel, friends. Rachel yeah. was there. Um, that's the only one that kind of looks like, eh, I don't know. It looks like um, like yeah. this is a concept as old as the Mary Tyler Moore show. Right. The behind the scenes of a news broadcast. Come on. We've done it a million times. Yeah. With with Steve Carell as Ted Baxter. Or, or as, <laughs> uh, and, you know, it also reminds me of the Canadian newsroom. Remember yeah. the Canadian oh, yeah, newsroom? Yeah. Like, that was another great show. And, and with a dumb anchor. Like Steve right. Carell's clearly the dumb anchor. And they kept making jokes about that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know about that one. The one with Kumail Nanjiani looks cool. Like if it's a if it is like a kind of an anthology series about stories of immigrants in America, that's a great idea. I yeah. like that idea. Um, it's definitely high high quality content. Yes, made by um, very well known people. Prestige content. Oh, and by the way, Steven Spielberg's suit probably was about five thousand dollars. Sure. I'm guessing it I'm was sure. a beautiful suit. Oh, very nice. I need one of those suits. But I, 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 I mean, a lot of it again. A lot of it didn't stick with me, so I don't really know what it is. And I don't know that they have enough content to launch a streaming service. It doesn't seem like they have a ton of stuff. Well, they showed an image of like all the creators, and it's like maybe twenty people there. Well, yesterday, yeah, that's right. And yesterday, after I watched the presentation, I went online to try to get more information. And all I really found, and uh, once again, the date is the fall. And, right, exactly. And, and how much does it cost? Unknown. No, nope, don't know. And th the only thing I found online was there are rumors it's free. There's it's rumors not, it's free. No, it's not going to be free. I, I would find that hard to believe. Yeah. Although, if you're trying to, we talked about grabbing market share. If you wanted to grab some market share from your pals at uh, Netflix or something, 
then um, making it free would be one way you could do it fast. I guess so. But I think that uh, I, mean, I don't think you could do that. I think it's got to cost something. But I don't know that it's going to be. An, oh, look, I could sign up to be the first to watch an Apple TV Plus premieres. So uh, is there a sign up? It's a sign up. But that doesn't that tell you they're not it's not ready to go. Like, it can't be ready to go. Like because it's, but the, they don't have a date, meaning they don't know when it's going to be ready to go. No, oh no, I don't believe so. Oh man, that's rough. Well, maybe it's rough and maybe it's not. Maybe it's rough like a fox because maybe <laughs> because now uh, because we know their next uh, announcement's going to be September for uh, whatever the iPhone is, right. right? Then probably they get another one to launch off the, or maybe that will launch the content as well. The uh, this one here, they didn't talk about this show, but there's one about the moon landings that looks really good. Oh, I'm like, okay, what's nobody talked about that one, so I don't know what that one's all about. Um, but anyway, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I, I'll try a free again. I'll try a free trial. I don't know if I'm gonna buy it or subscribe. Mm. But they really, again, it's all about the content. Let's see if the content's good. I'll go there, but it'll take me a while because it took me a while to go to app to Prime. Even though Prime's got some amazing content, you still haven't signed up for Prime. So no, you know it, it's it's uh because you're you're gonna go broke. Well, signing that's, up that's, for all yeah, of them. Yeah, you yeah. There's almost too many of these services. Plus, now. I have the full slate of channels on Shaw. And what I really wanted to see Apple TV Plus do, and I, oh, they danced around it a bit, but what I'd really like to see is, okay, like what can I assemble on this and how much will it cost me? That's right. And then maybe I will pull the plug from Sean. Maybe yeah. I will, but I need but I need more details. I need Actually, that would be a good thing. I'm going to do that with because I don't have a cable subscription. Yeah. I'm going to make a list of all the shows that I would want to watch. Yeah. And then I'm going to find out where those shows are available and put together a list of all the streaming services I would need to watch them. I'm, I'll do that, and I'll see how much it costs. Because I want to do the same thing. I want to do a news, uh, some of the news shows that I can't live without, some of the, um, uh, the like, HBO, for instance, right. some of the, like, that's premium, beautiful content. Yeah. Do I need a subscription through my TV and including, service and I mean, anymore? also including things like like live streaming sports because the Jets are going into the playoffs now. So we have okay, that, that as too. well. And that's very tough to get. Right now, as far as yeah. I can tell, you cannot get um, live streaming. I'm using somebody else. I'm using a friend's cable subscription password to get me live yeah. streaming Jets games because you cannot just stream that on its own. There's no, no. standalone TSN app or whatever. So that's, right. that's a problem. But it looks like – Looks like some of the providers in the states are kind of cluing into that here in Canada, not so much. Right. So, anyway, that was it. That was it. Was a fun. It was more fun than most of these presentations. It was good. I, I enjoyed the presentations, but once again, r rarely do I watch an Apple presentation and go, "I wish I had more detail." But but I <laughs> did. Is, yeah, for this yeah. one for sure. Yeah, yeah, you wonder what's going on. So, but, but overall, for entertainment value, is very high. Oh yeah. It's always fun to see Tim Cook, and I also like uh, I like when Tim Cook. Uh, um, says uh, thanks to whoever just presented. And you know that that person's like, oh, he thanked me finally. Well, everyone except for Oprah. Yeah, that's Oprah right. Oprah doesn't care. No, There's Oprah a bit of an care. awkward but exchange no, between I, them on the stage at the end. What I always can't help but imagine when I watch it is these are the Apple employees who are either in the audience or go up to present. You know, they're just like shells of individuals because they've had to bust their ass to make this technology and this presentation work. Right. And so, you know, they're sitting there and probably in some cases they're sitting there going, please work. Or, yeah, please exactly. Don't, don't crash or don't let this happen or that kind of thing. Happened and he, many times in the past. And, and they're also being pressured to deliver stuff on time. And my guess is it's probably a very unforgiving environment for that. So you see them all there. They all look like beaten down, like shells of I love how he took, he took the time to thank them all at the end of yeah. this once, which is interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Thanks all his employees, finally. It's, yeah, it's good. But I think, I, think Tim Cook, I think Tim Cook, the guy we love, is one guy. And Tim Cook, the guy who needs to deliver for shareholders, is a different we guy. Saw, we saw a little bit of that Tim Cook yeah. when, when Donald Trump yeah. called him Tim Apple. You saw his face. Yeah. There's actually a gif of his face falling. Yeah. When he when Donald Trump says that, he's like, his face just drops. Like, what the hell did you just call me? He also so. he also wouldn't smile in the picture. Right, right, right. Uh, right. Oh, the famous picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, right. so, so, yeah. So I think uh, he uh, he might have more edge to him than what we think. Sure. He we would have to to have that job. Oh, absolutely. Take you'd over have to for, yell. Take over for Steve Jobs. You have to have an edge. Sometimes you'd have to yell a little. I'm yeah, guessing. And I my, get. And maybe he doesn't as much as Steve Jobs, but he probably wants to. <laughs> He probably kills them with his right. eyes. Let's do some recommendations and quickly and get Ooh. out of the podcast. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you know what? Before we get to that, I do want to respond to your recommendation from last week. Yes. So you recommended um, uh, the Afterlife, the Ricky yeah. Gervais series, which I watched. And again, it's, it is—it's almost like a movie. It's like yeah, it six is. episodes, like half yeah. an hour each, like a three-hour movie. It's really, really easy to watch. Yeah. It was very good. I really liked it. It's I'm a, curious it's though. Sweet. It's sweet oh, overall. So sweet. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, and a lot of the same actors from from uh, Derek, you know, that were in like, a lot of those. People I enjoyed in, seeing them. Yeah. But my question is, when you recommended this, so we're gonna get into spoilers here. So skip ahead if you don't want spoilers. But when you recommended it, you said that there was something that you're not sure they should be talking about. What were you talking about? I when I watched that show, the very first shot in the very first episode is the classic. I'm dead now, but I'm reporting to you by video. Okay. And I was like, not that again. All I could think of is Michael Keaton. And that, uh, yeah, that okay. terrible movie I don't where he know, goes yes. like, okay, honey, now I, now I have a puzzle for you or right. whatever. And you're like, oh, please. Like, how many of these freaking recordings could they have possibly made? And there's a lot in before, this one for sure. Right. And so, so to me, it's just like, okay, f- the show is – it's a good show. But no more of that. No, no, no more. If you if you do a sequel, I don't want the oh, there's some more VHS tapes. Well, or there's some more. That's the thing. Like I don't know yeah. if they'll do a second season because they, this one seemed to be wrapped up pretty well. I, I I'm not sure. Although he always follows the same pattern, which is two seasons and a special. Right. So it could be. We could, I just don't we, know. He, like he pretty much like so it's about him dealing with the death of his wife, and it seems that he's dealt with it by the end of the series. By the end, there's hope. Right. Okay. And, he might fall and, back into and depression so, or something. Yeah, he could. He could. He did express an interest in drugs, so it could go either way. Right. Right. Anyway, I thought I loved it. So, it was a very good recommendation. Thank you for that. And and uh, if anybody hasn't seen it, I think uh, actually we didn't spoil anything there. So there you go. Well, maybe a little. Um, okay. So what I'm actually going to recommend this this week is a uh, Amazon Prime show. I've I've kind of kept on this. I finished Man in the High Castle, which was very very good. Season three was excellent, and then I fell right back into um, one called The First which is a Sean Penn series. I don't know how many series he's ever done, but this is a eight-episode series. It's uh, It's got to go into a second season because they left on a cliffhanger, and I'm like, they better finish this off. It was excellent. Again, I binged it in like a weekend. So most episodes are less than an hour. It's like 45 minutes. I think it might be – it might not be an Amazon Prime exclusive. It might be a British series, but everyone's American in it, so I don't know. It takes place in the future takes place in like the year 2033-ish, 34-ish or whatever, which is when they said we will go to Mars. Like they've already said this is when they're planning to go to Mars. Um, so it's kind of following that timeline. And and Sean Penn is an astronaut who is supposed to be going to Mars. And, and it's a very uh, good look at it. It's very realistic. I like the way they depict the technology in this show. It's like what we have now, just a little bit more advanced. So hmm. there's a lot of AR in it, a lot of augmented reality. There's a lot of voice commands, like we're seeing like Siri and that kind of stuff, or where they're talking. Um, so we're seeing that kind of technology moving moving up a, a level. And, and I think you know, I think if I'd watched this when I was a kid, I would have been blown away by this futuristic technology. Ooh. But now it doesn't seem futuristic because we have it, but it's just kind of stepped up a bit. Cool, which is very nice. And it's a great story, great characters, um, super interesting, and it's a great look at. It. Of course, I'm a sucker for space travel movies. So what's it gr- called again? It's called the first. The first. It's okay. about the first mission to Mars. Is what it's about. So excellent. Very very good. Uh, whenever you sign up for Prime, whenever that day comes, because I know it's going to come at some point, um, you will have to watch that. After Man in the High Castle. Excellent. That'll be your second thing you watch okay i'm going to recommend i hope i haven't done this one already uh i have a beef and a bouquet Ooh. about a netflix uh, documentary series called losers have i mentioned no this? you have not okay um i saw this one it did not appeal to me well that's well, just I, didn't, a, I didn't see it i saw the saw the, the ad for it on netflix i'm like i don't know that see that's the problem the show the beef i have with the show is the packaging of the show it's called Losers, and you when you watch that little preview and when you see the title, you're like, oh, it's a, it's like a documentary about a bunch of losers, like the guy, like the guy who falls down the cliff on the agony of defeat at the beginning of Wide World of Sports, yeah, yeah. for like 40 seasons or whatever, and you're kind of like, well, this can't be good. And so uh, I watched the series, and it goes by really quickly. And I actually found myself enjoying. There's one that's so-so, but they're, the rest of them are good. And there's two that are specifically Canadian. Oh. And including one about curling. Ah, and I'd say I like curling. This is what I'd say to people. And that is, go to the one about curling. Sure. Canadian, start there. I think that's the best one. So this is about, to be fair, it's about people losing in sports? Is it all sports? No. Um, uh, let me think for a second. Is it all sports? That's what I got from it. Like, that's what I got from the trailer. It's like about people who it's lost big games in sports. Right. It's definitely sports dominated. Okay. Yes, yes. And uh, But in this particular case, the curling one, there's a lot of nuance there. There's some very interesting 
uh, people, I will say, interesting Canadians, and maybe stuff to us. It's fun to watch somebody reporting on stuff to us that's normal, <laughs> right? And like that, that to them is not okay. Okay, so so I'm gonna say particularly watch the one about curling, and then decide if All you right. want to watch the other ones. But I do think I think there it's worth watching the series. But I'd say that particular episode, I think most Canadians would just watch it and love it. And it's qu- it's a quick little watch. So. Okay. The curling episode of Losers is the one I recommend. All right, there you go. How's your throat? How's <laughs> your voice? <laughs> Much better now. Talking for, talking for an hour about our favorite media has cured my Mine too. Sore I feel throat. a little better, to tell you the truth. There we go. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of The Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.